0: This is the Off Your Mind Podcast. Sit back, relax,
1: and lock yourself in for highs, lows, laughter, and possibly a few tears. After you've taken it all in, please subscribe and leave a review. And remember, live well and be
0: grateful. G'day guys, and welcome back to another episode of Off Your Mind. Today we have a very special guest with us. He's one of our best mates and one of the most kind and loyal people you are likely to meet. When he was just 12 years old, he and his family faced a tragic loss when his mum, Melissa, passed away from cancer. In this episode, we talk with Ethan about this unprecedented time in his life. We also touch on his football career, something he holds very dear to him. Ethan's story portrays perseverance and resilience, and we hope you enjoy listening. Please welcome Ethan Haler. Welcome to the show,
2: mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you, mate. Uh, as always, we're going to start the show with a bit of a icebreaker. Today, we've got a bit of a new one for you. Um, it's called the gratitude game. So I'm just going to go a few, a few, a few things, and you're just going to answer them however you please. So name a person that you're thankful for. My dad. Name a place you are thankful for.
1: Mm. Emmanuel College. Or okay. Primary school.
2: Name a thing you are thankful for. A thing. Yeah, anything.
1: Geez, that's a tough one. Mm, a
2: football. Okay, perfect. Um, and then just anything that you're grateful for in this point in time. Grateful for good health. Yeah.
1: And um, beautiful partner, in G.
2: Yeah, perfect. Beautiful mate. And
0: as we rolled into a new decade this year, what has was what was the highlight of your of the decade for you that has just gone?
1: I think the highlight for me was probably playing my first game of league footy. It's probably the highlight of the decade I reckon. Yeah. Um, also we'll touch on it obviously a bit more later but I think the highlight was before my <clears throat> sorry, before my first league game I had my family, my two sisters and my dad out there and we spent my mum's ashes on the middle of the oval. It was eight years after she had passed away but we hadn't given her some resting place yet. So um, to do that the night before and then go out and play some a pretty good footy and then also... Like having her with me on the day, and that's where mum and dad met, obviously. And I've loved the club forever, and there's a history there, so yeah, that was my best memory all in one. Having my sisters there, dad there, family there was a great day.
2: Awesome! So, the word association game I'll say a word, and you say the first thing that pops into your head so, family, love, loss, my mum, mental health, tough, uh, your future looking forward to it. And footy?
1: Very tough question. Um,
0: frustrating. How are things going for you currently? You know, you've, you've just started your own business. Yep. You know, it's a bit tough now, especially in these times, but how are you going with work life and footy life at the yep. moment?
1: No, work's been really good at the moment. So I obviously finished my apprenticeship at the back end of last year and obviously doing carpentry as well so yeah started my own carpentry business give it a plug the local carpenter. Um, massive fan of the show yeah big fan of the show um, yeah nah so obviously started that and yeah it's going on pretty well I've obviously got my house as well and between days working on my house and working on the business I've been doing a bit of that got my old man working working with me from day to day and some some mates helping me out labouring and stuff like that so yeah that's been pretty good and obviously footy at the moment I'm currently injured with some more groin problems which Looks like I'll be out for the rest of the year, which is frustrating, But um, which is why I said frustrating before, yeah. um, but it is what it is, and I'm trying to take the positives out of it. At least I can... At the moment, I'm still doing gym sessions and doing some running here and there, so I'm enjoying that. It's just tough to see the, um, see the boys out there training, and you know for another year, you can't be out there doing what you love and pushing yourself.
2: So, on football, uh, you've played league football for West Torrens and state football for South Australia. Your dad played over 204 NFL games for Woodville and West Torrens. What impact has football had on your life and what does it mean to you?
1: Yeah, so football's obviously had a massive impact on my life and Dad playing at Woodville, all I ever wanted to do was play Sample for for the Eagles and grow. You know, growing up there, running out with um, running out with the Eagles boys when you were four or five and going to most of their games, yeah, all, that's all I ever wanted to do and strive for that. Because Dad played so many games, I reckon growing up as a young kid, I was good at footy and loved it, but I was never... Never good enough, might, might not have been big enough, might not have been quick enough. There was always people around you that were getting noticed before you, but I just kept trying and trying and persevering, and I think the way Dad dad brought me up after Mum had passed away, the way Dad brought me up through those times where football was getting a bit more important, you are making your yeah. Eagles under 13 squad and your State squad and stuff like that. I think for me it was always, I, I, I wasn't good enough, but for Dad I was never good enough, but not in a bad way, it was his way to push me and say... Yeah. Get better and get better. So, oh, you know, I'd have thirty touches a game. or something. oh, how to play that, and oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you weren't that good. Could have know, done this better. So the next week, you try to get better and better. And I think him doing that only made me work harder and get better as a footballer. And then seeing some mates above you like Matty Schamburg and all that, they were making some. You know, they were playing league at a young age, and that yeah. was inspiring. So you kept p- persevering and trying pretty hard to get out there. So, yeah, I think it's a massive impact, and I think it's made me a bit of who I am as a person in a good way and also a negative way yeah I think that's
2: sort of I can agree with that I think my dad was quite similar to your dad growing up I, I always felt like I never played a good game because I never got that sort of encouragement um, he loved obviously he loved me playing and stuff but it sort of made me work harder and if I couldn't offer height or speed I was going to work yeah. harder in other aspects and I'd, I'd be the fittest on the pitch or something like that so I feel as that's pretty similar to you, you yeah. you've always been known for your work ethic and things like that
1: yeah and that's that's exactly it and that's I think my mentality in life is just keep working for what you can get. Yeah. If it's your business, if it's football, if it's your relationship, life in general, I think I try, try to work as hard as I can for it because I know you get the rewards and you make it makes me very happy when you reach you do reach those goals that you set for yourself.
0: Yeah. So how has football sort of brought you and your dad together in your relationship, and how has you touched on it just before? But how has he supported you three career?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, he's always been helping out the coaching and the. Um, yeah, school footy and stuff, and um, it was always it was always we always had a good relationship. It was always something to talk about. Um, obviously, probably as I was getting 16, 17, 18, it wasn't it wasn't much of a topic where I was listening much listening to him too much. because yeah. he was still being a bit negative. And by that time, I thought I was actually getting better. As better, a yeah. And I was like, yeah. well, come on, mate. Like, you know, enough's enough. But yeah, he was always inspiring and encouraging. And I remember when I we won a reserves premiership and. Um, he was really proud of the way I played you know mm. just him saying mate really proud of you and everything you've achieved and the, how you've worked did he get it just those small things he'll say yeah. are like the 6 to 10 years of hard work you put in where he hasn't said one thing nice mm. about your footy and that, I'm not saying he's not nice about your footy it's just mm. the way he's trying to coach me and yeah. make me work for what you get Yeah. so yeah I think that's how he's been an impact and that's how we've enjoyed our relationship with footy I guess Not for sure, sure.
2: So obviously a big part of this episode, or this episode and this podcast is on mental health. Um, we mentioned before, we spoke a bit about it off air. As many know, uh, you lost your mum, Melissa, to cancer at the age of 12. Uh, it's an incredibly young age to lose a parent um, and a, diff- a difficult age to comprehend such a loss. How did you cope initially with her passing?
1: Yeah, obviously very young, all 12 years old, us three. Um just for a bit
0: of context 2008
1: 2008 yeah, yeah may the 30th um so year seven at school just moved across from manu primary manu college and yeah look it was extremely tough um i don't no words can really comprehend the, the thoughts and emotions that really went with it all it was the first funeral i'd ever been to um mentally i was unsure i remember being told from dad when he came in and told us you know your mum had passed away I was obviously upset, the, like, the mixed emotions. I thought Dad was coming in the room in the morning to, like, you know, give us a big hug. And Mum was actually meant to be coming out of hospital that day and stuff like that. I I was a bit all confused, even on the way to see her when she passed away. I Even then, I would thought, you know, I was kind of talking just absolute crap to my family, like, in a happy mood. And you just got no idea why. So when it first happened, I mean, yeah, I just... I don't know how I acted. It was just strange. and I, I, I try to forget about it because I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed by how I went about it, but it's just because I was so young I didn't really know what was going
0: on. Yeah, but because you were so young, especially when your mum was going through her treatment, did you fully comprehend the severity of the situation? I think it sunk in.
1: We were meant to be going on a three to four month holiday to America. We were doing some schooling over there and when she got a test back...
0: I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she got yeah, a test back Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it, the cancer had spread from wherever it was. She'd had her chemo; it was meant to be gone. The cancer had spread from her lungs to everywhere else mm. in her body, and the the, the thought as a like, kid in Year Six was, "You're kidding? We're not going to America?" Obviously, I felt just like disgusted by the fact that she was it spread to her whole mm. body, and but even then, you're not going to expect that it's the end, are you? Yeah. So that was when it sunk in. First, sunk in, and that's when I knew. Like, and I look back now, like my mum was such a like. You looked at her. I thought she was a beautiful, beautiful woman. Like mm. her looks, like she was very yeah. attractive, and she lost a lot of weight. I'm not saying she's lost uh, attraction or whatever, but like it just, just thinking of her face now and looking back, you, I get pretty upset because the toll it took on her body. She, she was as skinny as it was, and she lost so much yeah. weight. And, I
0: remember her sub of Footy Carnival when she came out that day. Yeah, and yeah, she was it. just that pale, was and, and, and
1: that's really, what. I mean. yeah. but it's it's a beautiful memory because like, the the pain and suffering she was going through at the time, she still had the energy and whatever to come out and support you, yeah, and you just got to take that and be pr- you're pretty proud of her for doing stuff like that, so... Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. Do you remember where you were when you found out the severity, or did you not actually understand what was happening until it happened, or walk us through that? Um, yeah, well, I think... Had you been, like, informed the situation? Did, did just, you know what was happening? Uh, we knew she was having the test, Yeah, and...
1: All three of us got in the car, and, and straight away mum picked us up in the Tarago, <laughs> and uh, yeah, straight away we're told. And, I mean, we knew, we knew it'd spread everywhere, and if you, it was only ask you only had to ask the question to dad or mum, which we never would ask.
2: Yeah, like, you just knew how long
1: is she going to be there?
2: You know. Yeah. So,
0: mm. so what do you think sort of helped you in that initial? grieving process because obviously you're so young and you like you're saying it's hard to comprehend and you don't really know why you're behaving certain ways so yeah what what helped you straight away i don't know what helped me obviously
1: in terms of the people around us the family friends the support the amount of people that loved mum grandparents family uncles aunties they, they were the thing they got me through yeah but if i look at maybe some later years maybe three four years past or even longer i think as a family, Dad struggled so much to... He couldn't... We never We never spoke about Mum, and we still don't generally. We only have recently, I think. Yeah. Um, speak about Mum and memories we had and th- talk about it comfortably. Yeah. Dad couldn't... It's just something we didn't do. We didn't talk about it, so... Look, dad, dad, obviously, emotionally, he, he's not there for you emotionally. He can't go and give you a hug and say, How are you feeling today? So it's just not something we do in our family. And I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what other families are like, but he was just battling and to be there because he was struggling with what was going on in his mind. He was having to be a, a parent to three kids and only, he was having to be a mum and a, and a dad, and a dad at the same time, yeah. yeah. And so I got about going on not talking to anyone about it and just trying to keep my emotions to myself so for, for, for the years on and it's quite a sad thing about now I, I generally don't have too many memories of my mum at all and I think if I wanted to I could have I could have spoken about it to people and opened them up and actually you know I would remember more things but I just tried to keep things quiet in my mind about it and I think yeah I think it's sad but I just don't think I could have handled it otherwise. And so these days, I just try to keep positive about it. And I think that that was my mentality the whole way through.
2: Yep. Yeah. Obviously, like us three are quite good friends. Growing up with you, I, I didn't really know your mum all that well, but I grew up knowing your family quite well after um, she unfortunately passed. I, I mean, being close to you, I could see that things were getting near and you weren't necessarily reaching out. Do you think that you used anger as a mechanism, a coping mechanism? Or do you think... Things just, you built things up in yourself and you took them out.
1: Well, yeah, I think definitely the way I do things because I don't talk about my problems or my feelings and have little emotion, which I'm which I'm trying to get some, which is yeah. what I'd like to get. Because of all those things, I chose to, yeah, when something bothered me and bothered me and bothered me, the anger just kicked in. And I, I think that is the same with dad. And that's where I've probably learned, that's how I've, Mm-hmm. grew up so i kind of have i'm kind of like him in a sense and he was
0: that role model emotionally yeah, before, and,
1: yeah. And, well, i wouldn't say it's a role model but it was because it's, he never spoke about yeah. it with me you know you could see what he was going through but it's just it's just awkward for us and awkward yeah. conversation to have it and yeah yeah obviously anger p- p- played a big part but it's only because i never went to go see a chi- psychologist so i never mm-hmm. talked about you know, mum and the feelings and the emotions I had and I kept it to myself a lot. So, yeah, you, you all of a sudden you just kick off with anger. Yeah. And you got no explanation why. And I still do to the day over such stupid little things. So, and since over the last couple of years, I've obviously started seeing someone and, and it's been brilliant for me because at least I can talk about things a bit more comfortably. And I think because of that as well, I can speak about mum to dad and stuff a bit more and I think it's a brilliant thing to have. So, yeah.
0: For sure. So were any relationships around you affected during the time of your mum passing away i don't
1: no i don't think any relationships were affected i think if anything relationships just just grew stronger grew from it yeah i think the thing about losing someone who's so beautiful and so close to you and so many people everyone just a
0: massive circle of people yeah, around ra- you or close out to and you helps yeah out.
1: and yep. i think um, yeah because, because of that it, everyone, it it's it's
0: just good to see
1: so many people around you being so helpful but like I also I was being to you boys earlier about like just because it's my mum passing away or someone's dad like it could be your neighbor it could be your uncle it could be anyone whatever however close someone is to you is the same how you grieve about it it's whatever that whatever you think about in your mind, how you care about someone so much that's the same as what the was for me and my mum so don't ever like don't ever say, I oh, went through such a hard experience or I hear it all the time, went through you didn't know because of your experience with your mum. Well, no, you'd know if you lost a neighbour or yeah. you know, I'm so grateful that I had twelve years with such a beautiful person. How about how about people that don't have a father or don't have a mother, you know, that's where I think well, I'm so lucky and that's where I try to take my mental health or my mind. I try to take think positive about everything in life because I am very grateful to have such a beautiful parent a loving parent who taught me so many things, was so caring and obviously was so beautiful to so many other people and, ca- and so many other people cared about her. So. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know Melissa very well, but I can obviously see yeah. her legacy living on through you and your two sisters who, for people that don't know, Ethan is a triplet yeah. with uh, Molly and Imogen. Um, well, was that mindset you
0: had, though, of being grateful for the time, is that a sort of recent thing you've had as you've matured? Because... From my personal point of view, when you were younger, I don't think you felt like that. A-
1: ab- yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, at the, because I chose to block out those feelings and emotions. About And my- especially
0: when, I know, sorry to but but from my right. like point of view, when we, as kids, obviously, when you're really young, you don't know how to support someone either. Yeah. But we were, I, I, know, I know, I can't say we, but I was always like, why isn't he talking about it? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that's, I think from... When you were younger, you sort of, that was, I think it was more anger and it wasn't necessarily your point of view now. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. I think that's not because, I mean, I think that's generally because you're a 12 year old kid. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. also, generally, sure. you know, I I, I I, thought I was pretty good. <laughs> no. Know, I thought I was a pretty good kid. I've rated myself pretty highly. So yeah. by the age of 19, 20, when I actually start thinking, look, stop being such a little brat. You know, yeah. You know, like stuff like that. Yep. That's when, and, and as you do, when you actually start learning about life, and probably actually being with my partner for for four, for four years, I actually learned some more importance, and definitely been a lot more mature now that I have her in my life. So I think over the last four years, five years especially, I've started learning learning that the value of life, and to stay positive, and how grateful you actually are.
2: Yeah. We hope you're enjoying the chat with Ethan. We want to thank Camilla Yalman for coming onto the show last week. If you haven't had the chance to listen to Episode 7, we encourage you to do so. And remember, if you ever need to chat about anything that's troubling you in your life, you can reach out to Beyond Blue or call Lifeline on one three double Let's get back to Ethan. So you've touched on this as well. Um, you've recently gone to see professional help. How do you think that's changed your perspective of... What's happened? Like, do you, have they given you things to that you can implement into your life that has changed the way you think, the way that you can talk or reach out to people? Like, what? How? How has it helped you? Um, it's definitely helped me, yeah, to reach
1: out to dad and stuff to actually talk about mum a lot more. I was, um, it was only, thir- and this is because this is in my mind, this is just what always happens. So I reckon it was only six months ago for the first time in my life I actually had mum come to me in a dream. And I, she physically touched me, and I, was, I woke up like the next day and I just sat light in bed for two hours. And I couldn't believe it. And I tell, told G what happened and because oh, it was so beautiful. And it was like 100% she was there, physically touched me, and like like goosebumps, sort of stuff. And I told G, and she says, Oh, you have to tell dad about it. And, and if I hadn't gone to see a psychologist or someone about speaking about mum and memories, I wouldn't have told dad about it, and yep. even then I felt a bit uncomfortable. But I thought, well, why not? You know, yeah. and you got to remember, it makes him better talking yeah, about it. Sure. It wasn't always. How was he meant to go talk to his kids about it? You know, he didn't know if we wanted to hear about it. Yeah. So I had a chat to him about it, and he just thought, oh, yeah, miss, miss, like, miss her son much too. And then we had a conversation for forty-five minutes about her and memories and stuff like that. So going to see them, being able to reach out and talk about mum a bit more has definitely that's something that's helped me. I think also when it comes to and because of that talking about it, I think that also helped me out with some anger issues or some things here and there about how I go about life and trying to keep like build up emotions. I think is probably yeah. the best way. Not anger issues, probably the best way to talk about it. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, and just even then, just even just solving problems in life, like because of because I generally have tried to not talk about issues. I, I keep things to myself, obviously. Yeah, and then helping solve little things in life. The problem with gee, I'm doing something wrong or even just, you know, uh, on work, work-related things, I think just seeing someone and talking to someone about things just gives you a bit more clarity of how to, how to go about life.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, being a triplet, did you feel um, that you needed to take on any more of a supportive role with your sisters?
1: I think, if anything, they probably supported me generally because they're, they're pretty strong, powerful women anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt I felt extremely, extremely upset More for them than me, and I remember saying Molly or Emmy like a couple of days after it happened. I just felt so bad because they were losing a mum during adolescent years, and that and they looked up to her so much. Like like their daughters look up to their mother so. And I and I I didn't I never thought I had to take on the father responsibility as such because the father was there. Yeah. And I and I think as a brother, yeah, you can't really you can't really take on a mother like responsibility, but. And but like I said, they're two very independent, strong people, and I never, I've never ever had to think that I'd have to help or support them in any way in terms of life decisions and stuff like that.
2: Just obviously on your mum, what, what's what's your favourite memory? So something, cast your mind back. Do you have a favourite time you spent with Melissa, or a, a favourite moment that you just you say that you don't? You try not to think about it. But if there's one thing that you could go back to or like a moment you spent with her, is there a time?
1: There is one stupid, stupid memory. (laughs) And it's quite a funny story. Uh, Imogen, my sister, is, she will hate me saying but she's (laughs) quite gullible. And she still is. And it's not much to her mum, but she was there at the time. And yeah, she still is. And Molly used to say the reason why because she always complained about her nose was a bit pushed up, <laughs> Imogen did. And Molly used to say, well, Imogen, like, obviously, it's because me and Ethan would fight in mum's tummy and would push you up against the side of mum's tummy, and that's why your nose was like that. <laughs> and uh, Imogen was like, oh, how do you remember that? <laughs> and it was just me, mum, Auntie Cathy, and the girls just for the next 10, 15 minutes just laughing in hysterics just because that's one memory that definitely comes to mind and then just times of also just laughing and pure joy with my cousins Jonathan and Julia and Annie Maria yeah. and Annie Meadow and stuff just at yeah. family Christmases and stuff just laughing because we're doing something stupid or na- my nanny had cooked schnitzels and she usually cooks the breast chicken and she was cooking the thigh chicken and they were complaining nanny this is the wrong chicken and she's lying <laughs> and then, you know just stuff like that just laughing and just remembering a massive smile on her face when she was well and you know feeling really good, and probably the memories I remember the
2: most. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, mate. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Or, as I've said multiple times, I grew up not knowing Melissa, but I've seen obviously, I know you, Gary, but I, I've seen and I obviously know your sisters very well as well. But you three have been awfully supportive when I have mental health issues. I remember a, a chat I had with Molly a few years ago, and she, I, I couldn't believe how sympathetic she was for me for me being so upset, and I was embarrassed because I was feeling something which felt so small in comparison to what you three had been through. And I remember her stopping me in her tracks and saying, exactly what you've said, that it's the biggest thing in my life that's happened. Exactly. What you guys had happened was the biggest thing that's happened in your life. It doesn't take away what's happened with me. but And I was just absolutely... I, I couldn't believe what was coming out of I her think, mouth. Yeah,
1: from what Molly was saying, I think that is the key message that I think yeah. all three of us think. Nothing that happens just because something's happened to us I personally would prefer that to happen to me than anyone else in my life. You yeah. can't measure that
0: emotional you know,
2: effect, yeah. though, can you? No, at all. No. But
0: but you but oh, I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you can't. What I mean is, you can't compare emotional effects. I think from any, one situation exactly. to another, like it's it's comparative to the person. And I think
1: that's a. If there's anything that I wanted to tell the listeners to take away is exactly that, yeah. like, yeah, and that's basically what you guys are trying to promote. Like, just talking about anything that makes you feel sad in your life, it does not have to be your mother passing away. No. It could be, how you feeling down when you're feeling down? Could be because you bloody lost a game of soccer and you're furious. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's. it could be the same. It could be the same. It depends how you're feeling in your mind and what you need and what you can take out of Just talking to a friend or a psychologist or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah, the point I was getting across there was pretty much... I, you can see how well you guys have been brought up and obviously the traits you've been taught growing up is just like you, you've you been there for me when you were going through such a hard time, which is something that I take away and I'll hold dear to me forever. Just how caring all three of you are and how good of friends that we've been for 10 or so years. I've just really appreciated your friendship.
1: Yep, thanks,
2: mate. Yeah. And Simon? <laughs> 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 nah.
1: thanks for for having me and thanks for letting me share my thoughts and feelings and emotions it's been good for me it's been good for us yeah
0: cheers thanks mate
1: thank you for listening in we hope you enjoyed the show
0: and remember to subscribe and leave a review